Why, hello there. Welcome to the first episode of the Destination Begin podcast. This is Kristen Smith. I'm your host, and I'm super excited to be starting this little project, bringing you the stuff that goes on in my head, and hopefully some really helpful things too. Um, I've been wanting to start this podcast for a while, and as with any other big project, eventually you just have to start. I feel like I have a lot of really fun ideas for this podcast. The hardest part of it, though, has been starting and getting this first episode kind of out and out of my brain because it's kind of hard to know how to start. So I'm just starting and I'm hoping that some of you guys will come along for the ride, give me feedback, give me topic suggestions, and make this a little bit of a collaboration. So um, a little bit about me. My name is Kristen and I'm in Minneapolis and I had a huge life transformation several times in several different categories of my life. And through those transformations, I've met a lot of really cool people and I've learned a lot of really great things. And I've really tried to intentionally start sharing those things into the world because my heart's desire is to look back along the path that I've traveled and send information and help and advice and the lessons that I've learned to anybody else who's on the same path or who wants to get on the same path. Um, I often say I don't want my story to only matter for me. I don't want to be the only person who benefits from the things that I've learned. I want it to mean something more than that. And so that's why I'm in this space. Um, I consider myself having gotten unstuck, for lack of a more sophisticated term. Um, my whole life has, has been a series of being stuck and digging my way out. And I don't think that's incredibly unique. I feel like a lot of people have had experiences similar. Um, perhaps my story is unique simply because I'm telling it and a lot of people don't tell it. I'm not special and I'm not super extraordinary in any way. In fact, I would say I'm the most average person you'll ever meet. Maybe less than average. I'm just not, I I mean, there's nothing special about me. I have no special abilities or talents. I was not given any special advantages in in any way. And um, I think that should be comforting to most people because if I'm ordinary and I can get unstuck, that means anybody can. And the things that I have done that I'm really proud of If I can do those things, that means that anybody can. And so the things that I share truly are, if I can do this, so can you. And it may not be easy, but most of it's very simple. So just to give you a little history on what I mean when I say that I have gotten unstuck, the main thing that I've gotten unstuck from is excess weight. At one point in my life, I found myself on a scale looking at the number 405, and I died a little inside when I saw that number. I'll never forget it. I'll never forget the shame. I'll never forget the thought process of, wow, I am that person. I immediately flashed in my head, too. Um, An old TV episode I had seen briefly of Richard Simmons helping 
get an 800 pound man out of his house. And that's the image I saw in my head. And I thought, is that where I'm going? Is that going to be me? And, and immediately and emphatically, my answer to myself was no. Um, I didn't change that day and I certainly didn't change overnight, but I mean, I knew I was never going to be 800 pounds and somehow I was going to find a way to not be 400 pounds. Um, it took a while. I never weighed myself again after that until I knew that I was less than that. I don't know that I ever weighed more than 405 pounds, but I didn't stay 405 pounds very long. Um, I was a fat kid. And I gained weight steadily through my childhood and teen years. Um, I got married, got pregnant really young. And of course, with pregnancy, when you're already overweight, you can, you can either like not gain weight with your pregnancy or you can be like me and go balls to the walls and eat all the things and drink all the Mountain Dew and get even heavier. And then um, my weight just continued to climb. It would stabilize for a little while. I'd go through something hard or I would change something or I'd discover um, a new way to eat and I would gain more weight and more weight until I was 405 pounds. And that was in 2004. And it was the, the hardest way to live. Um, right now, I would, I would say I'm a person who does hard things. But when I think back to what it was like to live with 405 pounds as my identity, nothing that I've ever done is as hard as that. And um, I ended up losing weight simply by changing my lifestyle and trying. When you're, when you're that heavy, it's not incredibly difficult to start losing some weight once you decide, simply because you have to eat a lot to maintain 405 pounds. Um, but... Uh, this is an overview story. Uh, I lost about 100 pounds over the course of a couple of years just by slowly changing my lifestyle to a degree that it wasn't um, 400 pounds. I wasn't supporting 400 pounds but with my eating habits. Um, but I was around 300 pounds then for a long time. It wasn't until I had um, gotten divorced and was kind of building my new life that I realized that I really needed to address my weight once and for all. I was starting to come into my own. I was starting to feel more confident in who I was because of the life that I was building. And I really felt buried by my weight. And so I had weight loss surgery in 2011. I had a vertical sleeve gastrectomy, which is one of the least invasive weight loss surgeries. They simply go in and reduce the size of your stomach. They don't touch your intestines, so the absorption of your food isn't altered. You're just simply unable to eat very much at one time. I went down to eating about a quarter cup of food at a time. And the nice thing about that surgery is it creates restriction, but over time, your stomach regenerates itself and stretches, and so you can eat more like a normal person again without the nutritional deficiencies. But it really is a little chunk of time that you have to monopolize on where you can't eat as much and you can really have massive weight loss really quickly um, if you monopolize on it. So I did. I took it very seriously. Um, I had that surgery in July of 2011 
And by January 1st, I had lost um, 80 pounds and I was down, my goal was to get under 200 pounds um, by the 1st of 2012. And I did that and that was very exciting. And um, since then, that was almost eight years ago, I've been on a continual journey of shaving weight down um, and getting healthier and leaner and fitter. It's taken a really long time. I've really committed to a healthy lifestyle and I'm constantly tweaking. I'm constantly working harder and differently and and just never settling until I feel like I've used up this body. I want this body to go into a casket someday completely worn out. It's my goal. Um, but I've learned a lot. I've tried um, and failed at many different eating styles. I hate the word diet, but... Um, I've tried most things and I'm constantly tweaking to learn what really works best for me and how I operate. And that's a really important key that I stress along the way to people who come along and ask how I did it or or what my lifestyle is like now. It's really important to find the things that work for you. So, um, So that's my weight loss story. I was also raised really interestingly and... In a really strange way, I was raised in a Christian cult, and um, the follow-up question to that statement is usually, which one? Which always surprises me because, I mean, I don't know a list of famous cults. I don't really know that there is. So it it always kind of is a funny question to me. Um, To answer that, it was just a small evangelical church um, that the pastor really believed he had a special a special truth that applied only to basically our church. And because of that, the church people in the group um, were very closed off. And so when I say cult, I mean cult. If people left, they were excommunicated. Um, If people questioned, they were shamed and told they were wrong for questioning. Um, We only associated with the people in that church. Um, My family specifically we had no media, we had no you know, no TV, we were homeschooled, so we were not in public. Um, I was not allowed to play with neighborhood kids unless it was in the front yard where my mom could watch. I couldn't go into the neighbor's houses. Um, I couldn't speak to people at the grocery store. I didn't have friends. My parents didn't have friends. Um, we only associated with people in the cult church. We went to church three to four days a week. Before we were homeschooled, there was a school at the church. So we were there all day, every day. Plus we had church um, and uh, completely and totally brainwashed and never was allowed to question. And and not every family in, in our church was, was raised that way. I think some of the other parents were a little bit more reasonable. But in my household specifically, um, my mom ruled and um, we didn't question, and we most definitely didn't question the teaching of the church, and um, it was just all rules. We didn't wear pants. We didn't wear makeup. My mom sewed all of our clothes out of calico. If you think of Laura Ingalls and Little House on the Prairie and their little prairie dresses and pinafores, I legit wore that stuff until I was a teenager. Uh, We weren't allowed to cut our hair. Uh, just, we were truly raised to believe that the world was evil and we weren't supposed to look like it, participate in it or have anything to do with it or the people in it. 
So when I was an adult, I found it very hard to think and very hard to navigate the world because I was never taught to critically think. And I had only ever believed everything that I was told. And so, and that everything outside of what I was told was wrong. So if it was on TV, it was wrong. If it was in the newspaper, it was wrong. If anybody else believes it, it was wrong. Um, Conservative Republicans, so if someone was a Democrat, everything that they said was wrong. Um, I was just told what to think. And so I still work very hard every single day to really challenge my own thinking because when a thought hits my head, I have to stop, really try to figure out where the thought came from. Is that me? Is that what I think? Or was I told that was truth? And it's a constant stopping and thinking, stopping and questioning myself. And it's a process and it's exhausting and it's ongoing. And I feel like I will maybe someday when I'm in the casket, all worn out in my body, that maybe I also will have organized my mind fully by then. I don't know, but it's uh, it's been a process to continually get unstuck from that mindset, that way of thinking, that way of life, and really try to find my own voice. And that is really incredibly challenging, and I still work very hard on it. And when I say it's almost every thought of every day, it's not an exaggeration. I can't trust my instincts because my instincts were programmed and so much of it is incredibly screwed up. So that's the other way that I have gotten unstuck and I'm continually unstucking myself. Um, and then more recently, um, then my childhood was my marriage. I got married really young because it was a way out of the system of control that I was living in. Um, but the person that I chose was a really, really bad choice for me. Um, he was not good to me from go, but he was my ticket out. And I learned that growing up, if I could just follow all of the rules, I was accepted and loved. And with my new husband, I learned the same thing. If I just did everything the way that he wanted it and I never crossed him and I never questioned and I was obedient and I did everything right, then he was happy. And so I was really good at following rules. And so marrying a very controlling, abusive person worked really well for a long time because as long as I behaved myself, everything was fine. And I know how to behave myself. And that worked pretty, um, pretty well until I realized that I was dying under that thumb and that the things that I wanted that were not allowed were truly reasonable and um, that it was okay that I go out of the house and meet girlfriends for dinner or that I go see my relatives in Iowa and stay the night there and just basic human things that I should be allowed to do that I wasn't allowed to do. I started to assert that, yeah, I, I really feel like as a human being, that I should have some of these privileges and rights. Um, And that was absolutely, completely and totally not allowed. And the more I asserted my rights as a human being, the more dangerous and abusive 
and horrible the situation became. And when I left that marriage, I, um, I had nothing and I had to leave everything and start over with zero. And it was terrifying. He was terrifying to me. He knew how to terrify me and manipulate and control me. And to this day, if I were to speak to him, he would know how to terrify me. Um, it was that complete of another set of brainwashing control. And getting unstuck from that marriage was um, incredibly difficult, but was kind of the final step in me really understanding that I am a viable, strong human being who deserves to have basic happiness in life. And that if I want that, that I got to go get it. And so getting unstuck, those are the three main areas, the cult, the abusive marriage, and the weight. And they all interconnect. And the lessons I've learned in all of those scenarios really intermingle and really help me now in my life today, where I would say I'm not stuck in anything. Um, I've crafted a life that I'm really proud of and that I really love. And like I said earlier, I want that to matter to someone else, to others. I want to shine a light and say, here is how, this is how it worked for me. If you need to get unstuck, it's possible. It's so possible. It's not easy, but you can and you deserve to. Um, And so that's why I'm here in this space in a kind of big nutshell of all that that I explained. And of course, those are Cliff Notes versions, and um, I'd really love to be able to dive into and discuss some of these topics more in this podcast. You know, that wasn't so hard. I've been flailing and splashing, as it were, <laughs> trying to get this first thing done and recorded, and there it is. Um, I hope you enjoyed listening in. I'm excited to get going on this. If you have any topic suggestions, go ahead and shoot me an email. My email address is Kristen at destinationbegin.com. My website is in progress. I'm going to have a lot of really interesting content. I'm going to be posting tips, tricks, recipes, what I'm reading, what's inspiring me, and links to things that I hope are helpful for all of you along the way in your destination to begin something new. Have a great one, guys. I'll talk to you soon.